And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Well, it's a Friday afternoon. Surprise, surprise. And that means, of course, it's time to talk to Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How is it all going this week? Oh, it's, you know, it's been a bit flat out. It's, it's, it's been quite a ride with the book and everything else that's gone on. It's, um, it's been a lot of fun and, you know, it just sort of adds a few extra things that you do around your day-to-day stuff, which has been very enjoyable. So. Well, you've obviously been very busy adding strings to your bow because financial advisor, media commentator, best-selling author, and now this week newspaper columnist. Yes, yeah, look, that was that was a bit of fun um, and, and I think a very relevant topic. Um, and I think if we can make light of that and try and, I guess, explore opportunities, especially for women in mm. super and, and get those balances up, I think, you know, people will be much the better for it. I'm referring, of course, to the opinion piece that you wrote and was published by the Canberra Times this week. New legislation can help close the gender superannuation gap in Australia. Now, that's not our topic today, but just very quickly, Mm. what's the problem with the gender gap with superannuation? Well, I think, you know, traditionally, and I say traditionally, um, mums have spent more time out of the workforce caring for children, um, and I think things need to be done. And, And... to, to, to help them get superannuation in and maximise their ability to build superannuation assets whilst they're, you know, pursuing their careers post having kids or even during having kids. And, you know, we've got the catch-up legislation which was introduced, which is absolutely fantastic. And if they call that, and again, general comment here, if they call that the, 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 the mum concession or something like that, I think more people would know about it. I think it's very underutilised, and we've talked about it on previous shows, where you can use um, cap space that you have available to you for a maximum of five years, which is great for, again, general comment, mums that have come back from the workforce um, and have now got back into the full swing of their career and can add additional monies into superannuation. Mm. And I think it would be great to be able to extend that legislation and make more opportunities available for people that do that, um, mums and dads, yeah. and and allow them to recoup or, or build their asset base because it's a significant time in your life and it's also important to be able to continue to build things in relation to retirement going forward. So I think more could be done there, and it would be great if the government sort of addressed that. And uh, if you'd like to read the article, I'm sure you can still search it on the Canberra Times website, and uh, it's well worth having a look at. But today's topic is the age-old question, are all accountants the same? Now, I I know the joke goes Mm. that all accountants are boring, but that's simply not true. Some of them are very funny. They are. Yeah, look, and I I think like anything in life, Finding the right accountant, it's very topical at the moment because 30 June's fast approaching and your situation then really dictates the type of accountant that you need. And I guess I wanted to throw this one up today because they're not all the same. And, and, and the, you know, the, what you've said before is, is again, general comment. <laughs> Vastly true. Um, but there are some out there that are, are quite dynamic. Um, so I guess we can't tar all of them with the same brush. But I guess the real important thing here is, you know, how do they differ? What people need to keep in mind is accountants, and, and, and I use this analogy with super funds, accounts are a lot like cars. You don't buy a Ferrari to deliver bread. So if you've got a mum and dad situation where you've got two PAYG employees, maybe an investment property and some super contributions, you don't need to be going to PWC. Okay, because you're going to pay an amazing fee for something that won't add a lot of value to your situation. 
Whereas if you run multiple structures, a company, a business, trusts, companies, and, 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 and all sorts of other things that are very, very complicated and you need proactive advice, then you may need a more business-orientated accountant. So you've got your mum and dad accountants. Let's look at those like an industry fund. You've got a simple situation. It's a transactional relationship. You go in, you tally up your numbers, you get your refund, you walk out the door. Then you've got a personal super fund. That might be a small to medium size accountant that deals with personal situations, investment properties, super contributions, maybe a family trust. And then you've got your big end of town where you run a multifaceted organisation with numerous entities and you need a lot of ongoing assistance and business management to ensure the flexibility and the the continuity of your operations, but also then to be able to get a lot of value out of your changing situation and the need to be proactive in the place of generally being reactive. So that might see you then at the, the bigger end of town because your needs are far more complex. So it's important that people understand that. It's also important to understand how people structure their, their, their charging rates. Some accounts will work on an hourly basis. Some accounts will work on a fixed fee where you'll go and quantify the work that you want done. That'll be X amount. Thank you, Mr. or Mrs. whoever. Others will say, well, we'll pick this up and run with it and we'll bill you on an hourly basis. Now, if you go down that road, that's fine. But a lot of the onus then is on you to be very, very efficient. So if you can speak to the accountant and say, look, is there a software program that you are very familiar with that you would like me to use? Is there something that I can do during the year to keep all of my information live and active? Is there something that I can do to be able to consolidate this electronically? Because I know the accounts I deal with love when people turn up with a shoebox full of receipts. All they hear in their head is cha-ching because (laughs) then they have to sit and do all of that legwork, which if you're on top of your situation, you can make the most of that by actually being efficient and giving them good, concise data that will then speed up their ability to do their return, keep your fees to a minimum and then maximise it and you can extract out as much value as possible. So it's important that you understand what you need before you walk in and say, can you give me what I'm after? Yeah. I must admit, I still use the shoebox, but... (laughs) I'm the one that sits down and goes through all the receipts, tabulates them, and creates a summary that can be provided to the accountant so that it saves the the accountant some time. And I I know that it's always lots of fun to, you know, put your – make jokes about the shoebox, but uh, Mm. it's actually quite practical. Yeah, it is very practical, and and I think that the modern-day shoebox would be, you know, your zeros and your myobs and your phone app. You know, I I know from experience doing that sort of stuff, you know, kills me. But if you're at the petrol station, get a receipt, take a photo, whip it into the app, and then it matches off automatically. It's categorised. And I find if you do it along the journey, it saves you getting to the end of the month and finding some receipts in your jeans Mm. and going, hang on, we've washed that twice. What was that for? And what do I allocate that to? So, again, that use of technology can make your, your relationship with your accountant very good. Yeah. Now, you've um, indicated that uh, accountants are, in some respects, a lot like lawyers in that they can be specialists in particular fields. Yes. Uh, Some lawyers are criminal lawyers, some are compensation lawyers, some are real estate lawyers. So with accountants, what sort of different specialties might you be looking at? Yeah, so again, you've got your your mum and dad scenario where you have a transaction-based relationship. 
then you'd have your small to medium enterprise where they would then deal with you know investments, uh, properties, companies, distributions, the accumulation of investment portfolios, maximising franking credits and super contributions. And I think that is, is, a, is a space where the vast majority of the public will fall into as more and more people build out their investment profile regardless of the asset base that they use. I think off the back of that, then you've got your your niche SMSF accountant. So if yep. you have a self-managed super fund, the wholesale environment now for self-managed super fund advice is, is becoming more and more specialised. And whilst most accountants will do it, you will pay a premium because it may or may not be in their wheelhouse. Whereas if you go to a wholesale SMSF accountant, and we've got a number in the ACT that are you know very well regarded in the in in the country, um, they can be very very efficient in their process because that's all they do. They'll also then liaise with your accountant, be it mum and dad accountant, be it small to medium enterprise accountant, because there may be contributions to super and some other things that need to be clarified. So they do a very good job of integrating the information that they share. But from an SMSF perspective, you can save a lot of money by considering an SMSF specialist accountant um, because a lot of them work on a fixed fee and it's not tied to the value of the fund um, and it's not necessarily tied to the number of assets that are in there. So I'd investigate that if you have an SMSF and you're paying, you know, if, if you're paying more than three grand, mm. um, you've really got to ask, well, what value am I getting that I couldn't add a saving up because at the end of the day, that's just helping bolster the return of your super fund because it's another outgoing that you've reduced, which over time has a significant compounding effect and can actually add to the long-term longevity and capital that you have in your fund. And then at the other end of the scale, you've got your larger enterprise accounts and that's where they are of a more proactive nature. You know, they're working on helping you with your business, they're managing bookkeeping, they're managing GST, they're managing payrolls, they're they're, they're really the sort of backbone of your business operation if that's what you're after. And they would work in conjunction with um, a CFO, a chief financial officer, or somebody in the business that takes care of that ongoing administration function, making super contributions and the like. So knowing what you need and then looking at the type of account that you're after is really important because, you know, as I said before, to buy a Ferrari to deliver bread, whilst you can, (laughs) it's a very expensive uh, petrol bill um, and it may not be getting you all the value that you're after. Indeed. So what should people consider when shopping around for a new accountant? Yeah, so I think the first thing is the relationship you know, I think if, if, if you found a, a boring one, again, general comment. No, no, no. Boring is good. Boring <laughs> well, is good. It means they're serious people. And, you know, if you're getting bored, it means nothing bad is happening. Well, that's right. And, and I think, look, for me, it's about finding people that can think outside the box. Because it's not about tax evasion. It's more about tax minimisation and being proactive. And whether it's the accounting side of the world or the financial planning side of the world, if you can avoid... I wish I knew that. I wish someone had told me. You mean I could have? I think having information at your fingertips is important because you also want to find an accountant that's aware of your industry. Okay, we work in a vast array of worlds at the moment. Um, And if you are in construction, if you're in IT, if you're in sport, if you're in IT and cyber and crypto and all that other sexy stuff, work with an accountant that understands your field because there will be 
specific considerations and strategies that they may be aware of that another accountant may not have been exposed to. So when you're asking, well, you know, what sort of work do you guys do? Find out that they're across your field in particular. Um, Speak about the structure of the billing. Is it fixed fee? Is it time? What do you expect me to do? What are you going to do? Also then go on and say, well, do you provide different functions? You know, you might need an accountant, but you also may need somebody to do the bass in your business. You know, can you do that for me? Do you have bookkeeping um, that, that we can use or do you have somebody you can refer me to? Do you have this? Do you have that? So if you need to outsource things for efficiency, go to an accountant and ask the questions around, well, what other services do you offer? Because then you know that if you need to extend or, or, or blow out what you need from them because your business continues to evolve or your in investment needs continue to evolve, then have somebody that can grow with you as opposed to you outgrowing your accountant because they don't have the time or the skill set in your particular field. And then I think really go with somebody that you get along with. Because as your situation and life evolves, as your business evolves, as your trust evolves, as you buy your fifth or sixth investment property and then negatively gear something, make some super contributions, have a family trust, make distributions to a company, you need somebody that can evolve with you and and become, I guess, mates. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often found that with, with providers that I've used that you spend that much time and, and, and you have so much trust in them that you build up over time that they become part of a, a social network. And if you f- couldn't see yourself, you know, sitting down and having beers with the individual that you're dealing with, you sort of go, well, we're going to be together for quite a while. Mm. Um, it's a it's a professional marriage in a way. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure that you've got someone there that, that sort of speaks your language and, and thinks like you do. Well, it certainly would be awkward if you actively disliked each other. That just wouldn't yeah. work at all, would it? Yeah, no. And, <laughs> and I think you also need somebody that's that's got the backbone to say yeah. no. You don't want to engage somebody that's just going to say yes because they're there as a sounding board. They're there as a protection mechanism. So have somebody that has the backbone to say no and will stand up to you because if somebody's just going to cave and let you do whatever you want, that may not actually be to your advantage. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio and today we're talking about the age-old question, are all accountants the same? Luke, we've determined already they're not quite Mm. the same. So what are, in fact, the key things for people to remember when shopping around for an accountant? Yeah, so, you know, I said before the ad break, I think the relationship, you know, have somebody that you can get along with because you could potentially be spending a fair bit of time with them and relying on them. So you want to build that trust and and, and have those interactions that you actually enjoy seeing them. Um, Find the right type of accountant, but know what you need before you go in. Going in and just sort of saying, oh, can you do my tax work? Is a bit like saying, can you build me a house? Mm-hmm. Do I need four bedrooms, three bedrooms, two bedrooms, a pool, a cinema, two stories, a cantilever, something or other hanging off somewhere? Some builders can do certain things, other builders can't. Some accountants specialise in certain areas, others don't. If you have a clear understanding of what you need because you understand your situation and your position, then you will be able to get much better information and much greater clarity from them when you're talking about the services that they could offer. And also think about as you grow, you know, if you offer me service A, is there B and C if I then grow into, you know, whatever I may evolve my business or my personal situation into? 
I think look for, especially on the SMSF side of things, with the self-managed super fund, look for a specialist accountant because they are very, very efficient and they are very, very well-run machines. And as I said before the ad break, there are a number of very good wholesale providers in the ACT um, that are, that are you know, nationally recognised. So investigate that. Um, I'd also then look and say, well, what do we need to do in relation to software and can you help me be more efficient? Because if you can incorporate the use of, you know, an app on a phone and remove the shoebox scenario by moving it electronically, you know, to storing data through the year, then that could be very advantageous for your accountant, but also then for you and your bill. Agree on fixed versus hourly rates so you know exactly what you're up for because nobody likes surprises. Yeah. And I think finally, make sure that you've got somebody that understands your industry, you know. People have a, a specialisation in certain fields, like people's occupations. There are niche strategies that are going to be applicable to a building industry, to athletes, to the IT, to crypto and cyber, to any any facet of the, the you know the working environment that you may be exposed to. So make sure they're across all of that and they have a lot of experience in your particular field, because you don't want to be a test pilot for them to learn how to do things along the way because, again, less time, less cost, greater value, greater relationship. It's it's not all about what you spend because I think some of the value that you get from third-party providers like accountants can't be quantified in a fee. Um, but I think peace of mind is, is, is hugely powerful um, and having somebody that's a specialist for what you need can, can get you a long way there. Okay, and make sure you've got all your information properly collated uh, to save as much time as possible because Correct. they'll charge you by the hour could become very expensive. Yes, so, Luke, very much so. where do listeners <laughs> get more information? Yeah, so 62604749. If you don't have an accountant or you think you need a new accountant, you know, we deal with a, a number of them in the ACT and around the country so we can find somebody that may be a better fit for you um, and you can go out on some dates like we said the other week <laughs> and, and, and shop around for a, a new account like you would a new home line. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've got the strategy stacker Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the strategy stacker handle on TikTok. Um, and obviously, you can read all of about those sorts of things in the book, Smart Money Strategy, which is out at all good bookstores, Amazon and Booktopia. Did you mention the YouTube channel? I did mention the YouTube channel, Envision I Financial <laughs> There you go. There we go. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, go look at the Canberra Times website to find this week's uh, uh, special yes, column one there, one there about the superannuation and the gender gap. Luke, thanks very much. Mate, pleasure. We'll see you next week. And we'll catch you next Friday afternoon when Luke Smith comes back into the studio once again to talk financial matters right here on 2 C.